Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It's May 1st, 2023. Daniel Sedanik, fantastic percussionist, is our guest. And the topic is Andrew Cyril. We've got some magnificent recordings from the WKCR archives. Let's go. Let's go. This is part two. My of best three. friend at the time, Rob, was there. Uh, this other drummer, um, I think it was Luciana Padmore, who's a great drummer, you know, now. But uh, she was a, a young person then. She was there. And and then Ronnie Sharrick was there, the person who got me into Andrew Cyril. And, and Andrew came in just... Did it work, man? It was great. And it was just like the four of us. So it was like we were getting, it was like a private lesson almost. You know, you figured a lot of people would show up, but, you know, of course, you know, kids were out playing ball or something, you know. But I remember that. And I couldn't stay for each, the whole time for each day because I had, a, I was working. I had a job at the supermarket. Uh, I was at NYU and I was trying to make a little money, you know, on the side. So, he would, he would give like a two-hour workshop each day. I would stay for like an hour and 15 minutes. You know, I just... He, Andrew, you know, he's a total package. He's a, he loves to bring music to the community. Yeah, that's remarkable. Was that something that the uh, the community sponsored? Or? I guess. I, I, you know, there were times when there was, they brought, I remember they brought the Lewis Hayes band too with Warren Chase on playing vibes. You know, they, Co-op City tried it. They had the jazz mobile there every summer, right? You know, so they try they try to do you know some good thing, bring all, you know the arts and uh, and uh, music and dance and everything to the to the community. And the jazz mobile was great because it was in the summer and every a lot of people would show up. And but I remember when Andrew did his thing, we, we were indoors at the community center, and it was summertime. I remember, but uh, not too many people showed up. You know, maybe people were away for the summer, but I remember it was like just the four of us, and it was it was fantastic. Wow, yeah, yeah. My cousins lived in Co-op City. Oh yeah, Dreiser Loop. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. where the community center is at Dreiser Loop. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. That uh, and you you were talking off mic. Uh, you had some encounters with Cecil Taylor yourself. Cecil was one of those beautiful cats that would go and check out music. Yes. At any 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 place. Yeah. He'd love to go to discos. He'd love to dance. He'd love to... And I would play at the 55 bar a lot with uh, great guitarist uh, and vocalist Lenny Stern. Yes. You know, she's the wife of Mike Stern, but she's a leader in her own right. And I was playing with her band for a couple of years, and uh, we had people like Keith Carlock on drums, and uh, uh, I forget else who was in the band at the time. But um, Cecil would come all the time. And and Laney's music was beautiful, you know, and I knew her music like the back of my hand because, you know, we played with like every Monday or Tuesday or something, you know. So we really knew the material and, you know, and, and it's one thing when you really know the material and you feel confident and you know that this is going to work, you know, this is going to, like this unit is really good. And Cecil would come over to me and he would say, man, I love what you were doing. You know the colors you're using, and the phrasing, and the and the silence that you're using. He was, you know. So I remember one wow, time I was at that's, the. That's yeah, high praise, man. Yeah, that's man. cool. He was. He just come up to you, you know, and say it. If he, I remember I was at the Village Vanguard one time. I I, used, forget, I remember bumping into him there. Yeah, and I forget who was playing. <clears throat> Excuse me, but Cecil was there in attendance, and we were all hanging in the back. No, I think it was a band I was playing in, the Michael Weiss <laughs> Quintet or, you know, Steve Wilson on alto. I think, yeah, I think, and Cecil was there and we just talking and he's drinking his cognac and he's a chain smoker. So, you know, you just have to deal with that. But just the stories, you know, and I said, you know, Aunt, uh, Cecil, you know, back in 1979 and 1980 and parts of 81, I was studying with Andrew Cyril. He goes, ah, Andy, Andy. <laughs> He goes, Andy, the supreme colorist, the supreme ghost. Oh, wow. I love Andy. Which is, you know, <laughs> you know, I never knew Andrew as Andy in my life. <laughs> so I mentioned to Cecil, you know, man, I, I studied with Andrew. Ah, Andy. It's great. <laughs> hey, you know, man, you listen to this music. It's so vibrant and immediate. And you could say, you know, they ain't making any more like him. But... Um, his 
presence was a whole, even if he'd never touched a piano, he'd still be a legend in New York for just being who he was. Yeah. And, you know, you're just in awe of standing in front of this person. You know, this is a person you've been listening to since, you know, college, your first year in college. And to see him 30 years later and you're hanging out with him and talking to him and, you know, you you wish you had a tape recorder, you know, because <laughs> yeah. just because the the the, the uh, stories he's telling and the way he tells it, you know, because it's like you said, there's no one. There's never will be another person like Cecil Taylor. No, no, no. And he was he had a such a an expansive mind and the awareness he had of so many of, of all the arts. Yeah. And beyond that well i mean you know there's so many uh recordings of him you know other than playing piano he's reciting poetry uh do you ever see the movie imagine imagine the sound no it's a great movie it has uh, paul blay in it i think archie shep is in it Uh, they do a, a big segment on cecil and you know he's it's it's a it's really cool the way they they filmed it it's like i'm pretty sure i I can't remember. I don't know if the piano was white, but I remember the whole room that he's in is white and he's wearing white. And maybe he's got the, you know, the black Bosendorfer pianos to mm-hmm. give it contrast. But the way it's shot, it's it's very eerie, but beautifully haunting, mm-hmm. you know. And not only is he playing piano, but he's reciting poetry. And then he starts dancing. He starts yeah. doing these movements. Yeah. So he was really into all the arts, you know, dance and poetry and experimental theater and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Sedanik is my guest. The show's called Deep Focus. And we invite a guest who chooses a topic for us to bring our attention to. And tonight we are focused on Andrew Cyril, who's playing here with Cecil Taylor in this remarkable live performance in West Berlin at the Philharmonia on tour with Cecil Taylor. And uh, we have a little bit of information about this tour. They, um, so it's November of 1969. November 2nd, they were, they played Ronnie Scott's in London. And that was a television broadcast on the BBC. And then they were in Stockholm on the 5th at the Folketshus. And uh, that was recorded. That's a recording that collectors have known about for some time. This Berlin recording, which was the following night, um, less well-known to, to my experience. And uh, a better recording, at least, of what's available, what we have. Um, so they did uh, two nights, actually. And, oh, no, they did the fourth. Okay, yeah, so this is the following night, yes. Um Oh, no, this, right, sorry, the 6th, they're in Berlin, and then they're at the Dolan Concert Hall in Rotterdam on the 9th, they're uh, following night, they're at Mozartsaal in uh, Stuttgart, also all of these were were broadcast by the local radio station, and that's a lot of the material that we present in Deep Focus comes from these European radio broadcasts, and uh, just very appreciative of the fact that there was a prevailing belief in the importance and understanding of the importance of this music and the value of capturing it. Uh, and a lot of these recordings are not well-known. They're not, uh, they don't show up in discographies a lot of the time. Yeah. And I'm uh, just very lucky to be able to bring them to you. It's the wonderful thing about when you're on tour in Europe, you know, I've toured many times with different bands and you get back after your gig and it's, you know, midnight or one o'clock and you're unwinding and you're and you turn on the TV and there'll be a concert of the Art Ensemble or Cecil or, you know, or somebody, Dexter Gordon. It's just like, like regular, it's like a regular show, you know, not something special that comes on once a year. You know, they show, they broadcast this stuff every night. Yeah. Yeah. There, I think there are either directly or equivalent of like tax incentives and uh, requirements of the broadcasters, at least there were, for, was for a very long time in a lot of these territories, that they had to have cultural programming, mm-hmm. and thankfully they recognized the importance of this music. So uh, much, much 
better supported there than here for sure. Yeah. And it showed in the audiences that, you know, they're playing, these are major concert halls all over the continent. And this was very uh, groundbreaking music at the time. And people understood it and they supported it. Or even if they didn't understand it, they came out to hear it and find out what it was all about, which was makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, the, the musicians were allowed to take chances and the audience, they took a chance too. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we're richly rewarded. Yes. Certainly on the night of November 6th in West Berlin. And uh, so let's hear the rest of this set. As we were saying earlier, it's one continuous set. We are punctuating it a bit just to hear some insights from our guest, Daniel Sedanik. And uh, now we're going to hear the rest of this set. And there's some surprises yet, I assure you. It's Deep Focus on WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. And the topic is drummer Andrew Sorrell.
those people were waiting that whole time to applaud like that. Wow, that was uh, that was a live recording. Obviously, this is in Berlin, November 6, 1969. Cecil Taylor, and this—don't uh, go looking around for this record to buy. Uh, this is a live recording from the archives here at WKCR. Cecil Taylor with, well, you might say the trio of Jimmy Lyons and Andrew Surrell supplemented by Sam Rivers on tenor saxophone and flute and uh, or Cecil Taylor Quartet is actually how it's listed here. And uh, this was brought to our attention by my guest, Daniel Sedanik. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And we've got uh, putting a focus on the work of Andrew Surrell. And they, I don't think they... Uh, tiptoed out of the building that night they they, they, <laughs> they went out full they, bore they dropped the mic <laughs> yeah. elvis has left the building <laughs> wow wow that was big man that was big how do you get big when you're playing the drums when you're already pumping out that kind of energy and and a cecil taylor takes it up a kick what what do you do I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I remember uh, when I would study with Andrew and, and I did something good, you know, at, at, in the lesson, he goes, ah, you ate your Wheaties today. So maybe they ate their Wheaties, you know, they were, because they were, they were pumping. You know, that, yeah. I mean, that set is just like, you know, it's just for other than a few brief seconds, I mean, it's pretty much high octane. It's very high octane, but there's also a lot of texture in there. There's a lot of uh, variety. There's, you know, one player might pull back for a bit and the focus shifts elsewhere. And one thing that I thought was really interesting, there are the conventional ways we might expect a drummer to approach his kit. And Andrew Cyril certainly a master of that. But then he's got some other things he's doing as well. The thing that would always, you know, you know, like when you walk into Yankee Stadium and and you're still in the tunnels, but then you see the first glimpse yes. of the field and it's yes. beautiful and it, the lights and the yes. greenery and and it's like like it like I said, you know, like when Andrew would say, you know, if it's not an event, I, I feel like I haven't shown up. You know, that's that's when I would go see these masters perform like when I would see Andrew Cyril even before I was studying with him or or anytime I would go and have a lesson with him when you looked at their instruments it was like looking at Yankee Stadium you know it it it, it was like wow and Andrew had a very unique set because he was the only guy that I knew of you know, most drummers, they have, you know, snare, tom-tom, floor-tom, a couple of cymbals. But Andrew had three rack toms. Three. And the floor tom. Might have even used two floor toms at a time. But he had, like, in a triangle, he had they had to be custom-made for him. He had three rack toms, which I thought was amazing. He could really get, you know, such great melodies out of those toms. And he would do other things like, like I mentioned before, when they came out uh, at Loeb Student Center with the balloons, yeah, you know. But Andrew was also very, very knowledgeable about life, and he read the newspaper all the time. And anything that was a current event, whether it was something, you know, something in the news, whether it was positive or negative, he would take that newspaper and he would play it on his drums. Wow. He'd either put it on the drum like a snare drum and and play on top of it or he'd use it as like a you know a big mallet, you know. So he was always inventive in that way. You, you know, he's not just a drummer, he's a he's a leader and, and he's a percussionist and a leader and composer and he had his group for many years called Mayono. Yeah. Uh which is uh, Swahili for feelings. And uh, they put out some great records, man. They're just some, some of them that you just can't find. They're out of print. You know, what? they released some of them. You know, like Soul, um, Black Saint, right? Yes. You know, Black Saint label. Um, they've released some of them. Soul Note, Soul yes, Note label, which also. is sort of sister yeah, they, labels. They right? combine, but uh, but not all of them. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's got an enormous discography. 
and the, the and the range of stuff and the range of artists that he played with and um, something I said I put a little uh, blurb out about this show with you tonight how many of those recordings you look at the list of recordings he made how many of those are the best recording that that leader ever made or you know where like a, a concept really kind of got its full bore with Andrew Sorrell driving the band. Yeah, and I remember him telling me this story um, when I was studying with him. A lot of people don't know what Andrew's first record was as oh, a yeah. sideman. They don't know. The Hawk Relaxes yeah. with Coleman Hawk. Yes, yeah. yeah, The yeah, Hawk yeah. Relaxes. Was it like 1961 or something? Yeah, it's early. Yeah. So he's playing a lot of brushes on it, you know. And you, would, you wouldn't kind of think this is the same answer because you know he's playing with Coleman Hawkins and he's just playing beautiful brushes and everything but uh, well he also now even just this recording we just heard there are moments where he's kind of <laughs> going off in another direction yeah um, and some of which we were talking about that you were identifying um, do you remember some of the colors that he was bringing yeah it sounded like he was well, at one point in the, in this concert that we were listening to, he was just playing the rims, you know, um, and then he would just maybe play like a tom tom, and he would mute it with the, one of his other drumsticks, so he's kind of getting like a like a talking drum effect out of it, like an African talking drum, um, you know, very melodic, and he also sounded like he had like castanets on a, like a like on a rod or a stick, and you could just you know. Shake it. Shake it in and it get that sound. Yeah, there was a part where it was just he and Cecil. Yeah. And then and it started with this kind of another one of those places where the energy kind of pulled back and Andrew shifted to the maraca sound and it built up and then he started yeah. bringing the drums back in. Yeah, but I, I remember him telling me the story about when he first got that recording with Coleman Hawkins. It's like it was his first big recording. I think he got a telephone call or something, you know. He was a he was young young lad at the time, and he said, "I put down the phone and I just jumped up and I touched the ceiling." <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy, you know. And it kind of reminded me of when I got my very first record, very first gig with someone, quote unquote, prominent. My very first gig with someone famous was Mose Allison. Oh wow! Yeah. And Mose called me up. He got my name from somebody, and he says, "It's going to be you." And Ratso Harris on bass, just the three of us. Wow. We're going to play at Folk City. Oh wow! Where Bob yeah. Dylan played back yeah. in the day, Folk City on Third Street. Yeah, uh, not there anymore, of course. But uh, so I remember I, it reminded me of my story with Andrew because I hung up the phone and I jumped up and I touched the <laughs> ceiling just like he did with Coleman Hawkins. You know, it's funny. Well, Mose Allison, he could play a lot of different kinds of venues that other. Other people True. Might not. He could play a jazz club. He could play folk city. He could play a a folk festival. He could do a lot. Yeah. He could do a lot of things. You know, yeah. He could play a rock hall, maybe, perhaps. You know, that's cool. Blues, you know. Did you now, knowing you and having heard you play in many different circumstances, I get the feeling every gig you do, you're learning something you never learned before, and you take that with you. You hope, you know. Sometimes. Uh, you know, I've I've been lucky to play with some amazing people. I played with with Michael Brecker. I played on his Quintet record, Wide Angles. I played with Richard Bona. Um, so many people, and every night when you're playing with someone of that stature, stature, um, like Mike, also was he was just so humble. He'd always think, Ah, what I just played sucks. You know, so he's just always like that. And, yeah, you know, I, the humility, you know, and the, the modesty of of a person goes a long way other than just their music. So I think he, about him a lot. He, yeah. I I worked with him a bunch. And you did? Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time with him. And um, we used to talk about music. In fact, I remember, you know, well, I don't like to, I don't know, I kind of like keep my world separate a little bit sometimes. And I didn't want to bug these guys with uh, the fact that I, you know, I do this show. And I remember Mike coming into a rehearsal one time. And was that you on the air last night? I was like, uh, yeah. He goes, why, why didn't you ever tell me that you do that show? <laughs> and I think about him. And then he passed away. It was mm. 
very sad, and he was a beloved character in, in the music scene in New York. And I, I think I started Deep Focus after he had died. Mm. And I always think he would he had he had the biggest ears. Yeah. He man he would call me when I was on the air from that day on, and like, where'd you get that Wardell Gray recording? Wow. I thought I knew them all. Wow. You know, like, and he, I didn't even announce it was Wardell Gray. He knew, you know, yeah. immediately. He, his knowledge was encyclopedic. He would have been a fantastic guest on this show. Yeah, I remember that weekend he passed. That was a sad weekend because Alice Coltrane passed the same yeah. the same weekend. Yeah. Anyway. 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 Um, I want to ask you, Daniel Sedanik is my guest. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And we, what we do, we invite our guest. The guest chooses a topic. And Daniel chose Andrew Cyril, and I plunged into the vast KCR archives and found these recordings that we're playing tonight. We heard this. That really was a landmark set, I would say, from Cecil Taylor. And uh, we've got some other sparkling gems coming up. But I want to take this moment to ask you what uh, listeners have an opportunity to hear you coming up. Um. This Wednesday, and which is the third, and on the seventeenth, I believe. Um, I forget was the thirteenth. Let me look. <laughs> yeah, the seventeenth. Uh, I'll be at Smoke with the legendary tenor saxophonist George Coleman. Wow! Yeah. And his son George Coleman Jr. It's actually Junior's record release party. It's called Resurgence. Cool. And uh, George Sr. is on it, and he'll be there. And I'm really looking forward to that. That guy is a force of nature. If you have not heard George Coleman, run. And Smoke's a great venue. Yeah. They actually, man, they were shuttered for months and months during COVID. I was afraid they'd never open their doors. And they opened literally, truly bigger and better than ever. Really nice venue. Yeah. So, you know, the the lineage from George Sr. to, to George Jr., you know, it's... It's it, it's just amazing, you know. It's and it's and it's priceless. It really is. You know? And George Junior was a side man with George Senior, and he was, he was great. They were great together that way, and I'm sure it's good or better going back the other way too. Yeah. So it's a it's going to be a real treat playing that evening. Uh, smoke two sets. So come on out. Yeah. Here, George Coleman, the le- the legendary George Coleman. And uh, how do people keep up with what you're doing? Do you? Uh, are you um, a- I post things on Facebook. Um, not uh, don't have too much of my own thing going on right now. Just uh, doing a lot of assignment things and you know, recordings and stuff like that. So, but I'm um, I've written you know in the last few years I've written a ton of things and some things that I've written that I dedicate to Andrew, you know, and that. Uh, and that event, he has influenced me so much in my life, in my playing. Uh, yeah, he's my mentor. Major A, I call him. Major, Major A. Andrew Cyril and my guest, Daniel Sedanik. S-A-D-O-W-N-I-C-K. Get a pen. <laughs> Get a pen. Daniel Sedanik. S-A-D-O-W-N-I-C-K. And uh, always, yeah, you, it's interesting. Um that role as a percussionist and the way you feel it, you have a lot of that, uh, you have a lot of that, I don't, um, that that kind of, uh, you know, arms assault kind of approach. I, I see you on the bandstand and your focus and your intensity and your, you, I bet you've seen Daniel play and uh, in many live sets and television all the things that you've done and uh yeah if it wasn't for you <laughs> uh mitch who's a great you know producer and director and videographer and historian and musicologist the the screaming headless torsos i mean you documented that at the live at the knitting factory series and you yeah. put that on tv and so we're your I, if i could speak on behalf of the jazz community and just the music community in general i mean we are indebted to you and you've been here for almost 40 years <laughs> rocking the waves rocking the airways at kcr and uh i've been listening to you since you've been here you know well um if uh thank you thank you i appreciate that um one of the 
silver linings in the cloud that was COVID was it gave me an opportunity to put a podcast together, which I have. So if you're interested in the show and you want to hear some of the hundreds of past episodes, they're all available probably on the phone in your pocket right now. Look for Deep Focus, brought to you by Small Media Large, which is my company. And it's free. There's no advertising. There's no tip cup or anything. Um, and if you don't find it there, you can find it at the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And um, I've also, the, the next stage of that is going to be to take those Live from the Knitting Factory TV shows and make them available as well. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I have them all there. They're little crumbs of that show that have emerged on YouTube and elsewhere, right. but I'm going to try to get the whole series out there. So something to look forward to. I'm lucky. I have a copy of it at home. <laughs> oh, good. That was a great show. Yeah. That was really fun. That was a fun night. So, um, so we've got the next thing we're going to listen to from the archives. Why don't you tell us what's coming next? I think we have this show from 1984, right? Right. Um, we don't have a ton of information, but you could tell us where it was and the sidemen. Um, what do we got? This one actually, unlike the last one, the leader was Cecil Taylor, and uh, Andrew Cyril was prominently featured on it. But this one, he is leading the band. What's amazing about this, this is the Andrew Cyril trio with Asante Dibriano on bass, and one person I wish I would have met in my life. I've seen him play so many times and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because you want to talk about a guy that brung it or brought it. Oh, I mean, we're talking yeah. about the violinist Billy Bang. I mean, I went to see, uh, you remember the Knitting Factory with the new one? They had the downstairs little, the, the, you know. The, uh, the office, the old office. Yeah, but the, but they was oh, like the, a cafe kind of vibe. Yeah. And, and Billy Bang was there with Noah Howard. Wow. And uh, I forget who else was in the band. I mean, it was like it was like going to church. Oh, you yeah. Know, it was ridiculous, the two of them together. So, you know, you have Andrew Cyril who's always bringing it. Now you got Billy Bang bringing it. And for those that don't know... Back in the day, there was this place on 52nd Street called Soundscape. Yes. It was run by Verna Gillis. Yeah, 10th And I saw Andrew there many times with his band. Uh, I saw a great concert. He had his band. And then after that, um, uh, Ola Tunji played. It was just, you know, those were the days. You know, we just had everybody, you know, there. So this trio that we're going to hear now was Soundscape, but at La Mama. So, you know, the Soundscape had closed you know, unfortunately. And then uh, they had the Soundscape series at this other venue called La Mama. And uh, this is December 15th, 1984. And uh, I'm I'm so excited to hear this because Andrew and Billy Bang together and Santi DiBiano, who's a, who's a monster, you know. So this is, uh, you know, live in New York City. This is the stuff, man. This is it. This is the, the heyday. Yeah. And uh, La Mama was like a black box theater in the East Village. Yeah. It was very friendly and supportive to the music as well. But also a lot of groundbreaking theater that went on there. It was a very significant place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this uh, fortunately once again appears in the WKCR archives. And uh, lucky to have it and bring it for you. And selected by Daniel Sedownik. The show's deep focus. We are WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD WKCR.org, 89.9 FM, and or maybe you're listening to the Deep Focus podcast. How about that? This very program will go up uh, in about a week. So if you subscribe now, you'll get a little notification when uh, this gets posted. So um, you could even tell your friends. You can collect them, trade them all. <laughs> I, believe me, I've taped <laughs> There's only three things that you can give away and still have. Love, a cold, and deep focus. How about that? And hopefully not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, this is uh, yeah music from Andrew Cyril on WKCR. It's deep focus. Good evening. First composition we'd like to do is one written by the very fine clarinetist from California, Mr. John Potter. 
and it's a thing that he calls Enter the East. Thank you. 
are in it now that was part two of three parts of this program on the topic of andrew surreal with my guest daniel sedanik recorded may 1st 2023 if you want to get more information about deep focus or any individual program here's a couple things you can do uh, i always put up a little teaser with a little information at the podcasting site mitchgoldman.podbean.com mitchgoldman.podbean.com. You can also go to my personal website, mitchgoldman.com, pull down the Deep Focus tab about Deep Focus. There's some information there. There's also a search bar. And if you put in anything that I have tagged in any of these shows, which could be the name of the guest, the name of the host, or any of a number of other things, um, every, every, it'll come up there and you'll be able to listen back to those programs as well. For instance, Daniel Sedanik and I did a deep focus on the Art Ensemble of Chicago. They're like my children, these shows. It's very difficult for me to pick one over any other, but that one was really good. Okay. Anyway, so, and you can also email me. You send something to deepfocusnow at gmail.com, deepfocusnow at gmail.com. I'll get an email and I will most likely respond to you. Okay, I'll see you over at part three. It's May 1st, 2023. Daniel Sedanik on Andrew Sorrell.